Welcome back to Beat the Good with Kate, the show that inspires each of us to see how we have the power to make a difference all around us. Each episode highlights an individual doing good in the world while following their passions, good for their own souls and for others. I get so excited about sharing each and every episode of Be The Good With You, and I hope you enjoy these people and stories. If you're new here, welcome, and if you are returning, thank you so much for your support. I'm so glad you found Be The Good With Kate and would love to hear from you. If you're finding value in these episodes, I invite you to share with someone who could also use this dose of good news, or tag me on social with your favorite quote from the episode. Every share, subscriber, review, and comment helps me to share these guests' wonderful work to more people. Thank you for your help in this. Now, onto this week's episode. Let's spread a little more goodness in the world. So today's guest, I, I this popped into my head and I really have to say, you know how peers joke about they want to be so-and-so when they grow up? And I kind of feel that way about Juliet Hahn, who is our guest today. I'm so fascinated by her. And Juliet is a wife, a mom, a storytelling consultant, keynote speaker, podcaster, content creator, and according to her, a crazy obsessed dog lover. <laughs> she is the host of Your Next Stop and Your Next Stop Live. Her mission in life is to give women and men a stage to share their stories. She believes deeply that everyone has a story and we can all learn from each other. We just need to listen. Juliet helps her clients be able to articulate their stories. She helps connect the dots so they can share and connect with more people. And I'm so excited to introduce you to Juliet Hahn. Thanks so much for being here, Juliet. Oh my God, Kate, thank you so much. And what a great introduction. I sound so wonderful. <laughs> well, I was able to pull things from your website. So thank you for that. Um, and Juliet yeah. is one day she's talking to NFL players and their families. And the next day she's sitting here talking to me on a podcast. So I am amazed that schedules worked out because I know you are go, go, go. So thank you so much. No, I, and I'm excited to do this. I mean, I love, you know, Kate was on my uh, podcast, Your Next Stop. And I really, we really connected. I mean, we definitely, there were so many things that was like, oh, wait, I feel like we're very similar in this way. And it's just, it's fun to, to connect with like-minded people through stories. Oh, agreed. Agreed. And so many, I've had so many people write to me about that episode too. So you did such a, an awesome job with it. So thank you. And please, before I go off on a tangent, tell people a little bit more about who you are and what you do in your own words. Yes. Well, <laughs> I know this is not, I'll try to keep it short, um, but we'll, we'll say, so I am a mom. I was in advertising before kids. And then I, I chose to stay home, which was not the easiest decision, but I always wanted to be a mom. So it was a decision that I really, really love that I did as my kids got older, I started feeling a little like I wanted to kind of contribute more to the family. I wanted to also do something. I didn't want to just play tennis and have wine at lunch, which some of the people in my community were doing. Uh, and I said, if I played tennis, I would have to be the best because I'm an all or nothing person. And I played college sports. So it was like, I couldn't just play tennis as like a fun thing. I would have to take lessons and be really good. And I, I'm just an all or nothing person. So I knew that that was going to happen. So as, um, my kids, as I said, grew up a little bit more, I started teaching fitness. And I know this is where you and I really connected. I started teaching women that were really the similar age that I was. So now I was in my forties, um, never really had to watch my weight. And then one day I was like, where did that butt come from? <laughs> I don't, I don't understand. I'm doing everything the same. My body kind of shifted and changed. And so I became a little bit fascinated. As I said, I'm kind of an all or nothing person fascinated with what happens with the woman's body as they age. And, you know, especially after kids, what it looks like. So I started helping 
kind of get into routine a little bit with nutrition and um, loved that. I really, I was doing that probably for five or six years. Some days I was teaching two classes back to back and then, you know, the next day teaching two more and really had a great community of women that, that, you know, were kind of following and I was doing it local up in town. I was doing stuff, um, on when we went away in the summer, we went to the beach in the summer from the community that we were in. I would do free classes. Like when the kids were sailing or swimming, I called it ladies on the lawn. And we just had like a great kind of community and just like, let's all move our bodies. Cause I know that that always kind of really helped me settle my brain. So from there though, I started getting a little stuck. We had moved full time to the the community that we were just summer residents. And I didn't want to jump in. There was like a, a, a small community because it was summer mainly. Um, I mean, the summer community was big at the time at summer, but during the year, it was a little bit of a smaller community. And I didn't want to take away from the people that already had established their, mm-hmm. their fitness. It just wasn't, I just didn't want to be that kind of aggressive or that just wasn't in me at the time. And so I started walking my dogs like I always did, but daydreaming. I call it like my meditation time. Some people sit and meditate. I think of laundry when I do that. So I have to be moving when I create. Again, relatable. (laughs) Right. So I started coming up with like, I just kept thinking about podcasting and how I love telling stories and connecting. and, And really, again, my kids were at an age where they weren't needing me as much. And I was feeling a little lost in that. Um, like, okay, what's, what's next for me? What's this next stage? And I started the podcast year next stop. And originally it was called next stop crazy town. Um, because crazy town is like a very enduring name. Like for me, it's like love. It's like my family's energy. It's my boxers. I have two, you know, just like that whole thing. And I started telling personal journal stories, really connecting with people that were the same age as me. Um, and because I had that fitness background and did a lot of social media, people will always be like, Oh, you, you seem like you have everything together. And I would laugh and be like, if I open my front door and you will see very quickly that, or open my car door. I do, I do not have everything together. And it would make me laugh. Cause I always felt like I was really real. Um, especially on social media, I never hid. Like if I was having a bad day, you knew about it. Cause I wear my emotions on my sleeves. I'm not someone that kind of like, you know, can go through life being like, Oh yes, no, everything's fine. If, if everything's not fine, people know it's not fine. So I started talking to those kind of people that were thinking that they had to live this perfect life. And, you know, as kids get older, problems get bigger, you know, teenagers are not easy. Um, also, uh, your marriage, you're in a now a marriage longer, and you have to work at that a little bit more than maybe the beginning. So there's things in our lives that, you know, we're going through that maybe we didn't expect. So I wanted to talk to that audience. And then from there, COVID happened. I started interviewing people. I called it in, in within your next stop. Uh, I mean, within next stop crazy town, I kind of created this, your next stop series, which then I rebranded and that became the episodes. Um, but I just started interviewing people around the world and kind of finding out what their COVID looked like and what quarantine looked like. And then I would run downstairs and tell my, my family, oh my gosh, I just learned about, you know, this person in England, they can't even leave their garden without the police coming, you know, like we have it so good and really seeing the positive. This is like another thing why we really connected seeing the positive. I always see the positive in every situation. Sometimes my three teenagers might say that's really annoying. Um, (laughs) but I do, I always live that way. So that's kind of how the podcast grew. Then I rebranded and 
the rest is history. I mean, I, you know, as you said, I'm doing NFL stuff. One of my guests, um, Cynthia Zordich, her husband was in the league for 12 years and we collaborated afterwards because I came, became fascinated with the stories of women that have professional athletes as husbands or boyfriends, you know, how you just have to pick up and go, or when they get injured, you have to kind of be the psychiatrist and psychologist. And when you have kids, what does that look like? I really am super curious if you haven't gotten that. But so I started asking her and then we started doing series. We do live events at the Super Bowl the Thursday before this beautiful luncheon. I bring the podcast. I interview the women, you know, just a little bit about what they do, what careers they have. And time and time again, it's like these big careers that people just don't realize because their husbands are bigger than life, but they have this really solid life as well. And so it's, um, it's really, really fascinating. And so, um, and then from there, I became a storytelling consultant because of all the people that were on my podcast, they would say, Hey, I really love how you asked that question. And I didn't know how to incorporate that. And I'm, you know, I am on the podcast circuit or I'm doing media, especially for small businesses and entrepreneurs. And I was doing it again, just because I loved it. But then I realized, wait, more people are reaching out to me. I can make this a business. And so probably six or seven months ago, that part of my, my business just really boomed because it was like one and another person was like, I want to incorporate that part that you brought out of me. And I never really thought about it as it connecting with people, but now people listen to my episode with you and that's the thing that they talk about. So clearly it's what's connecting. And I truly believe that that's, you know, stories connect us. You're going to learn about someone's story and there could be something that you feel very insignificant in your life, but it's actually what's going to make an impact on someone else. Absolutely. And was that something you had ever thought of doing before you started to get that feedback being a storytelling consultant? Or is that, was that a brand new idea in that time period? You know, it's really interesting that you asked me that because I, I have like workshops and I have done stuff that, you know, yeah. with, with podcasts, you know, you can get sponsors and you can get sponsorships, but you don't make a lot of money. It's not like it's, it's something, you know, there's the 1% that can make a lot of money. And I really love what I do and realize I was really good at it. So I knew that I could help people more and it's what kind of drives me. Like I love hearing people's stories. I love uncovering things that they don't think I love connecting those dots and then having them have that aha moment. One of my clients is a keynote speaker and she has this amazing story, but she wasn't bringing in the beginning part of her story. And when I helped her do that, she said, I literally, people are not on their phones. Like it is like eyes on me and it has nothing to do with what what her like leadership is or what her job is or what her message is, but it's something an insight of her that makes her more relatable and then connects with the people. Cause they want to hear, wait, I want to know more about that part of your story. And then really that's what helps you sell your businesses. I mean, so, um, and I want to throw it out to your listeners right now. Like if you ever hear a commercial or something and it has a, like the commercial, you're like, oh my God, I don't even know what product it is, but like, I, I love this. I love hearing this. I'm going to go buy it. I don't even know what it is. And if the product's good, great. But if the product's not good, you're not going to rebuy, but that story is what made you buy. And on the vice versa, you could have a terrible, like you don't know how to tell your story, but you have the most incredible service or product, but because you're not connecting with people, no one's buying, no one's buying that. So if you're able to connect deeper, you're going to be able to sell what your product is. And so, you know, a lot of times on my podcast, talking to people that have turned a business into, I mean, a passion into a business, that's really like my um, main people that come on the podcast is 
when they hear that they're like, oh my gosh, I did have so many more people reach out because I talked about something that I thought was so in, you know, not significant. It was so inconsistent. I can't even speak. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know what you're trying to say. It's insignificant. Really yes. Yes. Um, <laughs> Oh my gosh. As I shared with you, I was on two yeah. podcasts right before this and recorded one before. So clearly I'm a little tongue tied, but so <laughs> that's, what's important. That's, what's really important. And not everyone thinks about it because it is, you know, it's like a lot of people think their own lives are not that like big and bold, but to someone else, little pieces are, and especially when you have a product or service or a book or something that you're trying to, you know, connect with other people. Cause you know, you're going to be able to help them. That's the way you do it. Yes. Yes. You know, it just popped into my head when you said that. And I can't remember now if it came up when I was on your podcast, cause I know it came up somewhere fairly recently, that relatability aspect of when you think it's something insignificant. I just remember one day while I was teaching a fitness class saying, I'm too tired to do this one today, you guys. So go ahead. I'm going to sit this one out or something along those lines. And someone came up to me afterwards and they said, Oh my gosh, all these years of you teaching all these classes. And that was the first time that it occurred to me that you get tired too. And I was thinking to myself, Oh my gosh, I'm always tired when I walk in here, you, you know, like, and it's you guys that pull it out of me and that energy and that motivation. But it is that, that one little aspect that feels little, I shouldn't even use that word, but could be exactly what someone needs to hear. So I love that you highlighted that with, with what you are experiencing yeah. with your clients. And, and, but you know, the other thing is that's also important because this is the other thing I help clients because also there's podcasts that are an hour. There's some that are 30 mm -hmm. minutes. It depends on who the audience is. So what, what parts of their stories are important to, you know, help or talk about. And sometimes an interviewer might not bring something out that is going to connect. So I also help them be able to weave it in, to weave it in without, you know, making it weird. Like, wait, I didn't ask yeah. that. Why is she talking about that? <laughs> um, and so one of the things that you just made me think about is, you know, a lot of times, whether you, again, have something that you're selling or, you know, a service or you're, it's a brand, you're an influencer, like mm -hmm. something that you, you know, want more recognition for is sometimes just saying one sentence is a little window into someone. And so I also help clients do that. Like, here's your, your, so like networking, like here's your kind of like, and I hate the word elevator pitch. Cause I feel like it's so overused, but here's your like, you know, one sentence. And that's one of the things like I, this is when, when I've talked to people and I didn't even bring it up in the beginning, but I'm dyslexic and I played two college sports. So school was really tough for me, obviously being dyslexic, but I played sports and that was what drove me. That's what got me into college. And so when you hear that little part, that's a window into who I am. So someone that knows dyslexia could be like, oh, wow. Okay. So I know that she had some, you know, tough times in her life with school and education, but she played two sports. So that means that she's competitive. She's got grit, right? She knows how to work hard. And that's just with one sentence, you know, a little bit about me. So that's why it's also important for people to have that little kind of tidbit about themselves. You know, yeah. when you talk about, you know, you have this podcast and you're a fitness instructor and that you've done theater again, it's going to give you like, you know, sometimes it can be a stereotype, right? It can be a stereotype sure. of like what, but it gives you a little bit of, of knowledge of like, okay, I understand this person a little bit more. And I think that's what we need to do in the world is understand each other a little bit more. And so knowing how to share your story is going to help that. 
Oh, absolutely. Hitting the nail on the head one time after another here. Uh, (laughs) Juliet, there's so many good news moments. I know that you witnessed and experienced between your clients and the guests you've had on your show. Are there any you'd like to share? Yeah. I mean, there was this one, um, and it's so funny that I'm, uh, there's actually two, but one of the early guests we had, she's an entrepreneur but she worked in like the fortune 500s. And I used to tell this story a lot because it really was really ties what I do. I said to her, okay, you know, it's really interesting because I always love to learn a little bit about the person, like their backgrounds, like what kind of made them tick, like a little bit growing up, like a little insight there. Cause I really feel like sometimes that does connect later in life, whether you had a good or bad experience. So her dad was a professor and her mom, I believe stayed home. But she said, she's like, I always wanted to be an entrepreneur. I don't know why. And I said, so you didn't see it anywhere. And it was like the first time I really encountered this. Usually if someone's an entrepreneur, they've had some like, you know, it's either a parent or they like saw a neighbor or an uncle or somewhere in the family, they saw it. And she's like, no, I really, I never have. She goes, and it's interesting that you said that because I haven't really thought about that, but no, I I knew I always wanted to be an entrepreneur. And I said, that's just fascinating to me, especially since you never really saw it anywhere. And then she goes, wait a second. She goes, oh my gosh, I haven't thought about this in forever. She said, you know, I actually, my dad owned a store with um, our neighbor and I literally just saw this woman like come to life. She said, and oh my gosh, she's like, we used to go to dinners and it was like the most fun celebrating. And it was like, he was working and they would be collaborating on what was going to be in the store. And I said to her, when dad, the professor walked in the door versus dad, the entrepreneur, was there a different energy? And she went, oh my gosh. I said, you've been chasing that energy. Even though you didn't like, you know, didn't remember it completely. You've been chasing that energy all of this time. And she said, holy crap. And now she is an entrepreneur, but that's what, you know, she's like, it was really a short time. And I was like young, she's like, I was five or six. So that's something. And I also think one of the things that I, that I connect with my clients and then they really understand, and I want your listeners to kind of think about this is there's memories that are memories, right? Visual memories, but there's also memories that are feelings. Mm. And a lot of times we don't know what to do with those memories that are feelings, but if we can think back in our life, again, it could be negative or positive, but if you're on a journey trying to, again, build a small business, you know, entrepreneur brand, doing something or changing things in your life, if you can go back and kind of re- like go back and kind of reminisce, I do, as I said, when I walk the dogs, it's like my time to daydream and like really think of things. But if you can find that spot that you can kind of daydream, think about and, and really be in tune to your body. Like, oh, wait that's a good feeling I'm having, or, Ooh, I don't like that feeling. And sometimes you might not want to explore that. You know, that's maybe something you do with your therapist. That's not what I'm telling you, but the things that you get that really kind of good feeling, but you don't remember dive into that because that is something that maybe that's like the direction in your life is supposed to go. Maybe it's a pivot that's supposed to be coming up. Maybe it's, you know, especially if you're feeling stuck, like I did, you know, when my kids got a little older and I was like, okay, what's next for me? I'm not going to go back and work in New York city because I want to still be here raising my kids. I still want to be home when they come home from school. I want to have the flexibility. What can I do? So thinking about kind of things like that really kind of can help shape what you're doing and where you're supposed to be going next. 
there's so many times already that I'm like, oh, I want to pause, hit pause and, and go back, rewind and then think that over again and then keep going. So already just so much, so many actionable aspects of talking to you here, Juliet. Um, oh, just incredible. And you, I, you had another one you wanted to share as well. Yeah. You know, and there's been a couple of times, especially with the NFL um, segments that I do, I, as I said, we do live events. So we bring the podcast to these. And one of the times there's this charity event that they do, which no one knows it's called off the field wives association. It's actually the NFL wives. They put on a charity um, fashion show. It's been going on for 22 years. Okay. No one knows about it because they sell out right away because it's, it's like, you know, they're, they're doing it as volunteers and it's, they're, raising money for the local, a local charity that they pick. They all pick, there's a board, the, a local charity of that city that the Super Bowl is. And it's been happening for 22 years. Okay. So they raise hundreds of thousands, sometimes millions of dollars for a charity that is local. And it's, it's through this wonderful fashion show. So I get to broadcast live on the red carpet. And so time and time again, I've, you know, on the red carpet or behind the scenes when the girls are getting their makeup and I've come in and talk and and I'll say, can you tell me a little bit about yourself? And they always say their name and then who their husband is and where they played or what team they play for and their position. And I would say, oh, that's great. Can you tell me a little bit more about yourself? Like, are, do you stay home? Do you have a you know career? And they would literally go, wait, wait, what? And this happened so many times that I was like, oh my gosh, this is the other reason why Cynthia and I do what we do. I said, you know, I want to know, do you, do you have like your own business? Do you stay home with the kids? Like how old, you know, how old are the kids? And they would say they were, it was easy for them to talk about their kids, but not easy for them to talk about themselves. And it was time and time again, like, oh wait, I'm sorry. No one's ever asked me that. I'm so thrown off. You want to know about my business? And then they would go on to tell me about their business or what they do lawyers, doctors, um, you know, entrepreneurs, you know, uh, people that have their own makeup lines, you know, brand, I mean, so many things that I was like, oh my gosh, this is, this is incredible to me. But then afterwards they would come up and say, I just want to thank you. I've mm -hmm. never had that happen because as a professional athlete's wife, you are really not seen. It doesn't matter. I mean, I had, there were some that had been top models, and they're like, you know, it's just, it, it's not about you. And it's something that I've had to do a lot of work on myself to know I am not the center of attention in the spotlight anymore. I'm here to serve and to serve my husband and his career and be here and raise my kids. But yes, I have dreams and aspirations too. So that was really cool. And then that's really fun to be able to highlight them, you know, whether, whether, you know, there's going to be some of your listeners are like, ah, I don't like the NFL or I don't like professional sports, but I want them to think about the woman, the women behind it the women that are there supporting and what that looks like as a mother, as a wife, as your, you know, husband gets injured or is out of the league because they're not, you know, signing him back up or you're choosing him to leave the league and that finance, where does that look? There's so many different layers that just fascinate me and to see how time and time again, how there are stories of winning. There are stories of, of these guys staying together with their wives and, and supporting their wives in their next journey where the husbands are staying home. And so we just had all of those really great podcast interviews on my podcast. Um, we just put out, I mean, I think there's, it was for six weeks I've been putting them out and I've yeah. really, yeah. And, uh, and you were right in between you actually, yeah. I think, yeah. 
were in between that year episode. I said, oh my gosh, I got to tell my whole family, big sports family. Like I'm right in between the NFL players on this website. <laughs> it yeah. felt very honored. <laughs> yeah, no, that was cool. But so yeah, those are the, some of the things that I just, I love. And again, I've had so many aha moments with my clients that they just really are like, I didn't think about that. And this has helped me then move forward and really like kind of dive into my story a little bit and do some work on, you know, why and what I want to do. And maybe is this the direction I want to do, or do I want to do something, you know, towards this direction? So it's very rewarding. And it's, it's for me, it's inspiring. I, I love stories and why people tick and, you know, it's, it's just fun. Oh, that's fantastic. And just for the listeners, can you tell a little bit more about the difference between the main podcast and the fireside and the live chats? Yes, which I know is very confusing. (laughs) So your next stop is my main podcast. So that's out on every, you know, um, podcast player. So you can find that Apple, Spotify. I have a YouTube that's, you know, it's my name that has all of those. And then I have different segments. So I have your next stop live, which all my live shows are on Fireside. That's Mark Cuban and Fallon, um, Fadamine's app, where it's basically you can stream a podcast live. So you can be remote, but each of you can have your stream going out. So like it is streamed on YouTube, LinkedIn live, um, Facebook right now, not so much, but Twitch, there's like places that it can go. So I have your next stop live. I have YNS, like your next stop live with NFL thread and NFL thread is like the LinkedIn for women of the NFL, Cynthia Zordich started that she and I collaborated after she was on my main podcast, your next stop. And then we have your next, um, YNS live with NFL thread pivot. And that's really the guys that's pivoting out of the league. What does that look like? We do have the husband and wife usually on, or it's just the guys talking about, you know, what it looks like. And there's a lot of, of depression talk. There's a lot of, you know, I've never, I've, I didn't think I was good at anything else. Um, this is always what I was meant to do. How do you stop it? And I, it was a journey and it was hard. And, and then seeing the careers they have gone into is really cool. Or if they're like, no, I stay home with the kids. Now my wife is, you know, it's, it's really fun. So all of those live segments are on fireside. They live on fireside, but then they do go out on my, your next stop. So they, they're like kind of in between, um, uh, Monday and Thursday are when my episodes go out and it's usually Monday usually was your next stops and Thursdays was the live shows, but you know, after the Super Bowl, we just put them all out. That was like kind of my focus because we're headed to the draft. So we're headed to the draft doing the same thing in Kansas city, um, at the end of April. And we have opportunities for sponsors and a lot of time, you know, for people to get involved There's swag that people can get involved and put their products in these bags that are going to the girls. So there's a lot of opportunities. So I wanted to get all of that content out because we got so much good content, um, and really highlight what the event is about. It's so neat. It just really uh, is something that I so love about podcasting. And you kind of mentioned a little bit about it too, of that you learn so much from each person and each person's journey and each person's background. And even just the idea of highlighting NFL players and their families, it made me think like, wow, that is a huge amount of people. Cause you think how many NFL teams are there every year, there's new people coming and going, and that's just one professional sport. Nevertheless, all the other ones that they can <laughs> then relate to with these stories. So it really, I, I love getting that kind of eye-opening moment of this whole other 
industry and, you know, set of stories, which is so fantastic. And I have to ask you because I can ask you a million questions, but please tell us about your mantras or sayings that get you through, especially when it gets challenging. Yeah. So I have to, I, I have three quotes that are like kind of my, my, to goes that I read mm-hmm. and I have to pull them up because I can't remember. Remember I said I was dyslexic. <laughs> I can remember a lot of stuff, but so this is one of my favorites and it just reminds me of, of certain seasons of my life. Definitely as my business is growing and I have three teenagers. So juggling all of that and knowing, you know, first and foremost, I want to be a mom, but I also do want to grow this where, where, where can things give, where can things not give, you know, where are my kind of dead's like nose. No, no, I'm not traveling at this time. I mean, for the draft, thank goodness, my son's uh, junior prom, we got the, you know, the email two weeks ago, the draft has been set for, you know, forever. Um, and so, but thank goodness it's Friday, our events Thursday. So I was like, oh my, thank God, because I wouldn't have missed his, you know, it would have been, I would have been in for a day and then having to leave, you know, it'd been interesting. That would have been very crazy. People do it. And I'm learning to kind of juggle that stuff. But so brave girl, you were made for far more beautiful things. Chaos is only understood when it is loved by the wild, not the, mm. not the weak. Mm, and good. I just, I love that. I love that. I, I, I send this to my sister, uh, my sisters and my daughter too, because you can look at this as negative or positive. I look at this as so positive because you have to know how to live in chaos. Most of our lives it's, it's not going to be, you know, just a straight, there's always stuff. So then one of the other ones is I get up every morning determined to both change the world and and have one hell of a good time. Sometimes this makes planning my day a little difficult. Um, and then my absolute favorite favorite is life is amazing. And then it's awful. And then it's amazing again. And in between the amazing and the, or, and the awful, It's ordinary and mundane and routine. Breathe in the amazing, hold on through the awful and relax and exhale during the ordinary. This is just living a heartbreaking, soul healing, amazing, awful, ordinary life. And it's breathtakingly beautiful. And that's by L.R. Nost. That I I like, you could say I get tears in my eyes with that because it is so good and it's so true and I am someone that loves chaos. I do really thrive in chaos and I have to learn to like, there's times where things are just normal and I'm always like, okay, I'm a little bored, but it's good when, especially when you have three teens, two dogs, a husband, a life, a job, you know, all these things that I'm building. If you can believe there are some times where it is mundane and I have to learn to sit and enjoy that mundane instead of trying to like, Oh, let me think of something else to do. Should I start another podcast show? Should I add something else to my plate? No, I should sit and do. And I've gotten way better at it as I've really grown this. Um, But it is, there's times in life where life is so beautiful. And then you get hit with something so terrible that you don't know that you can wake up and, and move, you know, or your kids are going through something and you're feeling so much. I am such an empath that I do feel a lot of people's, um, you know, energy and their emotions and their feelings that you have to learn to kind of just go with it. That quote, I'm going to go right after this and write all these down. That that's a 
fantastic. And just every day you can get something out of that one for sure. And I have it. I had it made on a picture of me and my one boxer after the a uh, couple summers ago, my one boxer who was my absolute life died suddenly right in front of me. And I, it was like, the mo- oh, it was horrific. It was, it was probably one of the most awful things I've ever went through. Um, and if you're an animal lover, you get it. If you're not, you're like, huh, because I've been through a lot of other stuff. That's awful. But this was just, yeah, it was, it was really bad. And, um, that quote came to me mm-hmm. and it is, Really. And it was at a good a part of my business that was like thriving. And wow. so it was just so, and like everyone was in great spaces and it just, it came out of nowhere. And it was like, it took me down like for a long time. Um, it was during travel lacrosse season. It was just, it was like, you know, for my daughter, it was just really crazy. And it came to me and I just remember being like, I need to read this and read it again and read it again. So I had it made over my other boxer and mine. We were at the, at the bay and it's us walking out and it's, it's beautiful. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I love that. And I've had quote books since high school. Like I've always loved them, but this one I had never heard. So I'm I'm so happy. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you for (laughs) introducing me to a really great one. And Juliet, a question I've been asking everyone that I love to hear the answer is to, if someone came to you and they said, I see what you're doing. You're making such a difference. I want to make a difference, but I'm overwhelmed. I don't know where to start. Is there any advice you'd give them? Yeah. Um, a hundred percent. Um, it is again, and I touched on this earlier, but to find that spot, that time, that place that you can really let your brain go and daydream. There's so many people out there, so many people that I've encountered, people that just, you know, that are clients or whatever that have been on the podcast that don't let themselves dream. And either because they're scared that they're never going to happen and they're going to feel like a failure or they're so stuck in life or they just don't allow themselves to have that time. And I mean, life is so busy, you know, with, as we all know, with social media, electronics, everything, everything is always coming at us and to find that spot. And it doesn't have to be quiet. As I said, I can't sit and meditate because then I think about the laundry and all the chores in the house that I haven't done that I need to do. So I cannot just sit and do that. But if that's the place you can do that, it's important. But so I walk, I walk the dogs. Um, I don't have to be in silence, I can have music on. I can be listening to a book, a podcast, I can be talking to a friend, but I always leave a little bit of time that I am in the quiet and that I just let myself just dream of what I see for my life, what I want for my life. And when you do that and you keep doing it, you're going to have like kind of the same things come up and you should explore those. And don't ever think, wait, why would anyone want to read my book? I have nothing to do. Or why would anyone want to listen to my podcast? I have nothing to say. Or why would, you know, I want to be a talk show host. I don't have any, you know, background in it. Don't let those things come into your mind and then take it. You can let those things come into your mind and you can be like, okay, I hear you and I see you, but I'm going to explore this because now it's come to me five or six times every time I go out and find my daydreaming spot and then explore it. 
start asking questions, find people. There's so much on the web that you can find, you know, if you're embarrassed to ask your neighbor or someone like, you know, if you know, an author and you've always wanted to write a book and you're like, no, I just feel stupid asking them, go on, research it, look it up. If you have a product that you, you know, an invention that you've always comes to you and you're like, how do I do it? I've had so many people inventors on my podcast and it's fascinating the way they get there. Everyone has a different path, but we all have one. We just have to really be in, in tuned into ourselves and really listen to be able to find it. I so hope that everybody listening does that, <laughs> that right at, after you're done with this episode, you go out and just let yourself sit in that or walk in that uh, moment of just letting yourself dream. Such fantastic advice, Julia. And we talked about you. where to find your podcast. Where can we find you online? So I'm everywhere. Uh, it's I am Juliet Hahn. The reason why I am Juliet Hahn is because there is another Juliet Hahn and she's a professor, I think at the Citadel, she's older than me and she got, <laughs> and she got the name spelled exactly how I spell my name. And that is J U L I E T H A H N, but LinkedIn, it's my name, Facebook, it's my name. My website is I am Juliet Hahn. And then, you know, Instagram, TikTok, uh, Snapchat everywhere. Excellent. Julia, I have so many more questions, but I've got to let you go and continue on your busy days. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Kate, for having me. In taking classes over the years or observing workout videos, one major piece that is often missing, stressing safety and form. Additionally, group fitness classes are often marketed as being open to all levels, yet how often do instructors not give modifications nor progressions so that each participant truly can get what he or she needs out of the class? So that's why I created the 101 series, which take things back to basics with three separate courses, Bar 101, Pilates 101, and Hit 101, focusing on safety and efficiency so you can maximize your workouts. Be confident when you step into a group fitness class or workout on your own, be strong in your execution of the most common exercises and be proud of yourself for taking these huge steps forward on your health journey. Check it out at bebykate.com. The link is in the show notes. Thanks so much for listening to Be The Good with Kate Cherichello. Whether you're listening on YouTube or via podcast, it would mean the world if you liked, subscribed, and or left a review. You heard about the good? Now go out and be the good in your life this week. If you have stories of good news that need to be shared, please send me a message. Thanks again and have a great week.